0: This whole idea of sowing seed into good soil, into fertile soil, doesn't Abraham sowed into dead soil? Dead seed. Dead seed into dead soil. (laughs) The seed was bad and the soil was bad. (laughs) The Bible says he didn't consider his own body now dead or the deadness of Sarah's womb. But he was obedient to God. Amen. God said, I'm going to bless you. See, Abraham wasn't, rel- Abraham wasn't relying on his own ability because he had no ability. He wasn't relying upon the ability of his wife because she had no ability. He had to rely on the, are y'all hearing me today? He had to rely on the ability of God and on the promise that God had made him. And see, that's, that's what the Lord wants us to do. See, some of us, when we keep bouncing back and forth, what we do is we prolong the blessing of God. It's not, that, it's, not that God um, it's not that God doesn't want to bless us. It's that if God blesses us in the condition that we're in, then we'll get the wrong impression and believe that, like Paul Trochel, God couldn't anoint Paul Trochel that day to keep him from being embarrassed. If he did that, then Paul Trochel would have a wrong idea of God's blessing. And God's word and God's promise. All right, let's move on, because I think I may be getting a little too out there here with this for some. So it says, let each one give as he has made up his mind and, and purposed in his heart, not reluctantly or sorrowfully or under compulsion, or in other words, because you feel like you're being forced to. For God loves, he takes pleasure in, prizes above other things, and is unwilling to abandon or to do without a cheerful giver. Amen. Joyous, prompt to do it, whose heart is in his giving. Amen. Amen. And so as we as we give today, as we give our tithe and our offering, I want to encourage you to uh, check your motive and also... Uh, begin to desire to live beyond what you're capable of doing yourself. Now, see that? That's easier said than done because some of you don't like to be out of control. Some of you love to be in control. In fact, I've noticed that. So, uh, you know, uh, sometimes I've, I've put you all in, in situations and hoped that you would pass the test when it, when it came to certain things. And, and uh, sometimes we don't pass the test too good. Sometimes I don't pass the test. You know what I'm saying? You can have all the money in the world and not be blessed. Go ahead now. Or you can have more money than what you ought to have. People look at you and try to figure out where the source of that came from. Yeah, you know, where did that come from? When Annie and I began to walk in, A greater measure of God's blessing in our finances That was the thing people always wondered In fact you know what they assumed They assumed what we were doing Was uh, pilfering out of the offering You know taking money that didn't belong to us You know the first thing men will always Think is the worst They never assumed that could could, Could the Lord be blessing them Could God be supplying all that they have need of According to his riches in glory Could they be living in the exceeding abundantly above all they could ask or think blessing? Amen. And there are times that we have lived uh, by our means and by our ability, but most of our lives we've, you know what, as a minister of the gospel, as a high school dropout and as a uh, uh, non-Bible school, uh, not not being a Bible school graduate and all that, being in that position, it put, it's put me in a position where I've had to rely upon and trust in and depend upon the Lord to supply everything that I have need of. Because honestly, most people, if in the natural, they looked at me to find out if I was qualified, I am, I am uh, <laughs> severely unqualified ahead, in the natural. I mean, I, don't have a, I do not have a certificate for my wall. I've had to collect my kids' certificates to feel good. <laughs> <clears throat> Every accomplishment they've ever done. mate. You know, I've got all those certificates. I'm going to frame them up one day and hang them on my office wall. People walk in and, boy, you've got a lot of certificates. Yeah, they all belong to my kids. <laughs> but in the natural, if people want to look, I mean, I've come up short in the natural. But God wants, you, God wants you to live beyond your, God wants you to live in a measure of the blessing financially that goes beyond your ability to earn it. Now, here's what that means. That means that God is going to elevate you to a place that you can't sustain on your own. That means if you don't stay tucked into God, you'll lose that place. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> or maybe you may not lose that place, but you can get lost at how to get back into that place. You can find yourself slipping away from that place and then have trouble finding your way back because it was the Lord that elevated. And the farther you get into his blessing, the more dependent you have to be on him. Oh yeah. Oh, right. I've, told, I've told this testimony before, and I'm going to share just a little bit of it. A friend of mine, he, uh, he's a pastor, and the Lord told him to buy a building. Um, they were in a storefront over in Edmond, and the Lord told him to buy a building that a church had put up for sale. I believe it was a Methodist church put this building up for sale. And they wanted $2 million for this building. And my friend said the Lord told him to buy the building. I was like, wow, awesome. He had a church of about 35 or 40 people. And I said, um, <clears throat> so you're going to, you're going to, yeah, he said, I'm going to put in a bid for that building. I'm going to offer them, I think 1.8 or 1.9 million. And anyway, they accepted his offer and then the bank uh, said, um, uh, you, you know, yeah, we'll accept the offer on if you qualify. So he was like, well, they accepted our offer, and uh, all we got to do is qualify. I said, uh, he said, so pray, pray over that. I've submitted the papers. He submitted the papers, and the bank came back and said, you don't qualify. You got 40 people, you barely have enough money to run what you got now, and you want us to give you $2 million, you're on, you, you're on something, you're full of something, but it ain't the Holy Ghost. I mean, that's what they're saying. You're full of something, but it ain't the Holy Ghost. And so this guy, this guy, he was like, he came to me, he said, well, the bank denied our, our application. They, they're not going to give us the money. He said, but I really believe God, you know, he told us to, to do this. And so he said, uh, c- just continue to pray with me. So I kept praying with him. A couple of days later, he called me. He said, "The bank called." I said, "Yeah, what they say." He said, "They said if we could come up with one hundred and fifty thousand dollars down in the next three, uh, three or four days—I can't remember—three or four days—that we that they would qualify us for the loan, that they would give us the loan." I said, "Really?" I said, "So, do you have the money? Do you have one hundred and fifty grand?" He said, uh, "He said, Are you kidding? No.'" I said, so what are you going to do? He says, well, I'm going to present it to everybody at church on Sunday, and I'm going to tell them what the bank said. And he said, if, this, if, the, if, he said, if, if what I believe is right, right uh, if, if the Lord wants us to have that building, then we're going to have that building. If, if I really heard from God, and he said, and I know that I did, he said, so pray. And so I, I started to pray. I said, I, I asked him this, I said, how much do you have in the bank? He said, nothing. I said, okay, I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to pray with you. So he got up on Sunday and he talked to his people. He said, Bank said, if we come up with $150,000 um, by, by tomorrow, Monday, we could, we could have this building. They would loan us the money on this building and we could move into our new building. And he said, I know God spoke to me. That's our building. Do, he said, I'm not taking pledges today. I'm, I'm asking you to sow. We need $150,000. $180,000 came in the offering that morning. He went to the bank on Monday. He put a down payment. They loaned him the money and they got the building. They got in the building and we went there and we started holding revival meetings there almost the second week they were in it. And so we're there and he's giving me the tour and he's showing me around. And I said, wow. I said, so I said, gosh, um, I said, that's awesome. The Lord really blessed you guys then. He said, well, Lord told us we was going to have it. I said, and you got a loan for how much? He said, 1.9 million. I said, 1.9 million. I said, wow. And he, I, said, um, I said, so what's the payment on that? He told me what the payment was. I said, so I said, you guys, you know, you have that covered pretty, pretty well. He said, absolutely not. I said, so how are you going to pay this? He says, I have no idea. He said, all I know is that the Lord told us uh, this was our building. And I figured if this is our building and he saw, he saw us up to this point, he'll see us through to the end. Now, see, some of you, you would have been out at $150,000. In fact, when they told you 2000000 million, you'd have been out. You'd have been out. No, I'm out. I'm out. But th- here's, here's the thing with it. He heard the Lord tell him that was his building. See, I've waited for years. I've been waiting for years for the Lord to tell us. I, and I'm, I, look at, I look at buildings regular. And the minute I hear God say, that's our building, it'll be on like Donkey Kong. I, I, one word from God changes everything. And so this, this man, he gets in that building. And he, I said, so I said you, you, you can't pay the mortgage? He said, oh, no, God's the supplier of all my needs according to his riches in glory. And this is God's building. He's going to pay for it. You know what, in the natural, now listen to me, in the natural, when you're, when you're really walking in faith and walking in the blessing of God, when people look at you in the natural, they will think that you're being irrational and irresponsible. Amen. They will not perceive your faith as being real. They will, they will look at you as being radical and unbalanced. Unbalanced. But you know what? If you're crazy, they think the same thing. So that's why we don't walk by sight. Are y'all hearing me today? That's why we don't walk by people's opinions. That's why we walk by faith. Because when you really get in faith, you know, listen, when I quit school, I didn't look like I was in faith. I looked like I was a lazy teenager that didn't want to go to school no more. And I was using Jesus as an excuse to get out of the responsibility of going to... There's no freaking way any of you would believe Monte if he said the Lord told him to quit school, go into the ministry. <laughs> Lewis is like, I brought you in, I'll take you out, boy. Ha <laughs> ha uh, it's, not, it's, not, it's not in our nature, do you understand? And so faith is not in your nature in the natu- in, as, a, uh, as an unbeliever. as a Christian, it's a part of your divine nature, but it's not a part of your carnal nature. And so if you're over there in, in, in carnality, oh boy, I am preaching right now. As a 16-year-old, without any Bible school, going into the ministry, they all looked at me like I was a hamburger short of a Happy Meal. And in the natural, if now if I'd have been in the flesh, they would have been right. But thank God I wasn't in the flesh. Glory to God. Glory to God. Boy, I hope this will inspire some. Now, here's the thing: before you get all inspired, you better be determined. You're gonna walk by faith. Before you get all excited, oh, (laughs) da 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 da. Because what will happen is you'll get out there and once you get out there and you you allow God to take you beyond what you're capable of doing yourself. And now all of a sudden you're working a job you're not qualified to do in the natural. Now he's put you in. Now he's put you amongst a bunch of people that you don't belong there. All of a sudden you're shopping in stores you don't belong in. You go into car dealerships you don't belong in. Yes, You're test driving cars at all your life. Everybody said, you don't belong in that car. Yes. Well, I'm preaching. Oh, yeah. You don't belong in that store. Right. You don't belong in that house. What are you doing out of the trailer park? What you doing out of the projects? What you doing out of the apartment? What you doing out of that Toyota? I'm preaching. Listen, y'all, I am preaching. And then what, you know what? Just try it out. Try it out. Just if if, if, you, if you're if still over in that mode where you're living according to, to your ability. And I'm, I'm looking at everybody. I'm, I'm not seeing any. I'm not, seeing, I'm not feeling any Rolls Royce vibes off of anybody up in here. So here's, 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 what I, here's what I encourage you to do. Go to a Rolls Royce dealership. You'll know what I'm talking about. Oh just, just walk up in. A, now, this isn't, this isn't a, now some of you are like, now he's gone off into material. No. No, listen. You, you throw off a vibe. You throw off a vibe. Some of you, when you walk into the Ford dealership and you looking at an F-150, you're going to have about four or five good old boys come and try to sell you that truck. But you walk into the Rolls-Royce dealership, some old boy is going to look over his computer screen at you and he's just going to put his head right back down and go back to work because he ain't going to waste his time with you. Glory to God. <laughs> well, see, that was this, this, this pastor. He was a storefront pastor. A pastor of a storefront church. That God told him to go to a building that was a $2 million building. In one of the nicest areas of Edmond. And there was no evidence of how the Lord would supply. Well, boy, I'm preaching right now. And I mean, <laughs> there was no evidence on how God would supply. He didn't care how. He wasn't asking God how. He wasn't like, now, Lord, give me the plan so we can do this. Lord's like, I ain't telling you nothing. Well, so you can jack it up. You've been jacking everything up your whole life. <laughs> you want me to give you my plan so you can go tell the devil? Right. So you can go fret about it? So you can go cry about Oh, God. Oh, God. Go ahead, man. <laughs> <laughs> ah, uh, So, yeah, He's said, uh, Oh, Jiminy. <laughs> See, Ted and I had the privilege of hanging out with one another when we were still throwing off Ford F-150 vibes. Okay. We've been kicked out of more fancy car dealerships than most people. You know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't think you could get kicked out of a fancy car dealership, but Ted and I have been shunned at fancy car dealerships. Okay. We have been talked down to. We have been talked bad about. We have been laughed at. We have been ridiculed all while we stood there and said, you don't know my daddy. We've been denied the uh, luxury of test driving a car. And I'm not talking about super fancy cars. I'm talking about, you know, a, a Mercedes SUV, a Cadillac. I went to a Cadillac dealership. They wouldn't let me, they wouldn't let me test drive an Escalade Go ahead, back in the day. And that was when they were just a glorified Yukon. You understand? Yeah. When they just took the Yukon badge off and slapped a Cadillac on it, you know? Oh, yeah. Back in those days. Boy, they looked at us like they looked at us like we was crazy. That's right. And Ted, Ted would get super crazy. Ted be like, you don't know my daddy. <laughs> 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 there are times I thought Ted was gonna come to blows with the My Daddy's loaded. He owns a cattle on a thousand hills. The earth is the Lord's in the fullness thereof. All the gold and all the silver belongs to him. Oh, so, yeah. But you know what? that's why we had to we, we had to declare the Word of God. You can't just declare the word. and we had to do it in the open. Right. Oh, yeah. that's right. Some of y'all want to do that. What would? This, what about my reputation? You have no reputation. Oh, yeah. This right. <laughs> yes, we stood in the middle of Saks Fifth Avenue. I'm, try- I'm trying to buy Annie a coach. Now, we're not even talking about Louis Vuitton. She wanted a coach. We're not even talking about Louis Vuitton. She wanted a coach bag. I'm like, coach? Who wanted I thought a coach bag was one of them bags that coaches carry bats and balls. And <laughs> I'm like, what does she want that big old ugly thing for, man? I-, I was like, Annie, you don't want That's ugly. She's like, oh, no, that's beautiful, beautiful. She told me, finally, you know, I- I don't know how I figured out. I finally got it figured out. Anyway, I'm over there. Back then, coach was, you know, people were buying coach bags. I can't remember. You know, they weren't. Now, I think about it. To us, it was expensive then. It wasn't really that. Now, now I look at it, I'm like, man, I bought you seven coach bags, you know? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't remember. Maybe it was a six or seven hundred dollar coach bag or something. And so it's there, and I'm like, I want that coach bag. That's the one my wife wants for Christmas. There's a snooty lady standing there next to me. I mean, she's just all snooty. I don't know what she was looking at, but I, don't, I want the coach bag, seven hundred dollar coach bag. That lady gets it out. She says, "All right." She goes to ring it up. Bleep. Rings up like two hundred and fifty dollars. So she clears it out, rings it up again, bleep, brings up $250. So she clears it out, rings it up again, bleep, $250. I looked at her, I said, what's going on? She said, well, for some reason, this bag isn't ringing up right. I said, how do you mean? She says, well, the price is $700, but it keeps ringing up $250. I said, well, what does that mean? She says, well, to be honest with you, sir. She said, if it rings up $250, I'm gonna sell it to you for $250. She said, let me try one more time. I said, just one more time. She hits it. Bleep. $250. She said, sir. uh, I said, is it on sale? She said, no, it ain't on sale. It's the holidays. You know, it ain't on sale. I said, "Um," I said, what does that mean? She said, you get it for $250. You know what I did? I stepped back and I went, glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I'm a tither and I'm an offering giver. You supply all that I have need of according to your riches. This is in the the middle of all these snooty people walking around like they got sticks, you know, somewhere. Anyway, well, I start shouting that and I hear Ted across the store. He's like, hallelujah, amen. And I could tell he's walking to find out what's going on. He's like Glory. He walks up. And Ted, Ted has looked like Jethro Bodine for years. You understand? Ted got like a rope around his <laughs> neck. He got critters followed him, you know, raccoons and stuff. No, no, that's not true. So Ted <laughs> Ted's been swimming in the cement pond for years. But anyway, Ted Ted, Ted 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 come over holding up his breeches. <laughs> What, what happened, brother? I said, "Tad, that was $750. It's $250. I get it for two. Glory to God. We're tithers. We're offering givers. We're blessed. Glory to God. We're blessed in order that we might be a blessing. Woo-hoo! Oh, yeah. We danced around each other. You know what? People looked at us like we was crazy. <laughs> I said, well, glory to God. I said, you know what? Give me the matching uh, wallet. Since I'm getting it so cheap, give me the matching wallet. That, that wallet was $700. i am like, wait a minute. This wallet is small. That purse is big. Why is the wallet as much as the purse was? The lady was like, sir, I don't make the prices. I just sell them. I'm like, well, you know what? Go ahead. Just put it, just put it over there. I mean, she hit it. Bleep. $200. Come on, man. Yeah. This has happened to me a lot. Oh, okay. yeah. She cleared it out. She hit it again. Bleep, 200 I said, what's it doing? She said, it's coming up $200. I said, do it one more time. <laughs> she hit it again. I said, what's it say? She said, $200. I said, what do I get it for? $200. I was like, glory! Woo! <laughs> then me and Ted are both shouting. We're like, glory! Hallelujah! Hallelujah. That's, that, listen, that snooty lady, all of a sudden, she's not snooty no more. She said, can you pick one out for me? <laughs> For real. No lie. She looked, she said, just pick one out for me. Just pick one out for me. Listen, I said, lady, I ain't about to waste this on you. Glory to God. <laughs> that Christmas Eddie had a good Christmas. Amen. But see, that when you when you get out now, listen, these, I know some of you like, well, more must be nice. It is. Okay. <laughs> but you. You have to live in that place where you believe in God for glory, boy. I'm, listen, I'm about to drop this microphone and run and shout. Woo! Glory! Joe's hoping I break it so I get a new one. He's he's got some scoped out. Amen. <laughs> he sent me a text. He's like, Pastor, how about these? <laughs> So when we talk when we talk about God supplying, oh, are y'all hearing me? Are you hearing this today? Aren't you? Now, see, we at one time that was where we stood, until we began to acknowledge the Lord. So you know what people will say? Well, you you that, the Lord the Lord ain't pleased with that. The Lord don't care nothing about no coach bag. You're right. He didn't care. God don't care nothing about no. God don't care. Coach Louis Vuitton, Dooney and Burke. uh, What's that other one? Uh, Michael. Michael Coors. Michael Coors. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, blue collar version. (laughs) Anyway, it's. It's also a uh, it's also a soft cooler. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Michael Corbin. God don't God don't care nothing. But you know what? Uh, he loves his kids. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> I don't care everybody look back back there at my boy was standing, was sitting in the back there. Look at him. See that see that coat he got on? Denim, he got a denim jacket on. <laughs> Lizzie's like, no, stand up and twirl. He got, a, he got a denim jacket. You know what? I don't care nothing about no denim jacket. But one day we was in the store and he said, dad, look at this denim jacket. I'm like, yep, looks straight out of the 80s. I said, that looks like stuff we wore back in the day. He says, well, it's good. Dad, everybody's wearing it now, dad. I'm sure these are different than the ones you wore. I was like, okay course, because we, we couldn't have been that cool. He thought he, in, he invented wearing flannels over t-shirts open. I'm like, boy, I, I said that was me in the seventh grade with a leather bomber jacket. He's like, whatever, dad. He said, I'm the one who's, I'm the, then I found a picture. I'm like, boy, check it out. I mean, and you know what I was doing in the picture? <laughs> <laughs> uh, seventh grade, seventh grade. Okay. I didn't have no muscles, but anyway. <laughs> but you know what? I, didn't, I don't care not about no... See, when you're a daddy, it's, it's not that you... That, that, that jacket had no value to me, but that's what he wanted. It had value to him. So did you look at the price? Yeah, I looked at it. It's too much. In my mind, I wouldn't wear it for that. I wasn't paying that much for it. I was stealing them. You understand? <laughs> I want back in the day, if I wanted a jacket, I'd just wait for somebody to take theirs off and <laughs> <it's> my jacket. <laughs> I know it's terrible, but I was a sinner. <laughs> that was BC before Christ. but I love my boy okay. and God loves you That's right. and his blessing is directed toward you okay. in every way, right. including finances. Amen. Okay. And when you begin to walk in the revelation of that, when you be, when you begin to walk in the amen, amen. Okay. well, pastor's just saying this because you know, his, his, his life is living depends on no, it don't. No, it don't. Listen, I was, I was living large before we ever started this church. I'll be living large if we ever have to turn this church over to somebody else. Do you know why? Because the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and he adds no sorrow with it. Is this helping anybody, by the way? Now, I know some of you are like, well, I don't really like these financial messages. Well, you need, you need, to, learn, you need to learn how to love the truth. It's a part of the kingdom. That's right. That's now, it's it's the kingdom isn't about the kingdom isn't about whoever has the most is the best. That's not what the kingdom's about. Right. But what the kingdom is about is having, being blessed in order that you might be a blessing. That's right. That's right. Imagine Heather having so much that if your neighbors were going to get tossed out of their apartment, you could say, "I'm picking your apartment up for a year." Someone says, "Oh, I got a carpool. I can't, I can't afford the gas." Be like, "Here, take my card. Just use this for a while till you get till you get to where you blessed to be a blessing. Blessed to be a blessing. Oh yeah, Blessed to be a blessing. You know, you know when you do people that way, Lindsay. You give somebody, you give one of your neighbors a credit card for gas. The minute you go over and say to them, "Hey, our church is having a deal. You want to come? Yeah." You don't have to persuade them no more. It's only when you hadn't been a blessing that you got to try to persuade people. If you've been a blessing to someone, people will want to, they'll, amen. All right. Praise the Lord. I don't know why I'm holding this. I'm acting like I'm going to read something here in a minute. So let me finish the testimony that my friend, I said mortgage, mortgage was thousands. I mean, it was it was just under ten grand, the mortgage, the mortgage, a month, just under ten grand a month. I don't know how he got it that low. (laughs) Right, right, Michael? I don't know how he got it that low. (laughs) Maybe financed it for 120 years or something. (laughs) Then one day he calls me, he says, hey, I feel like the Lord wants me to, to rezone this property. Because that, that church, the church went from the, uh, onto the corner. They had a bunch of property that just was empty all the way to this corner there in Edmond. I said, all right. He said, I'm, I'm going to have it rezoned. They got it rezoned, commercial. It was zoned, uh, residential. They got it rezoned, commercial. After he rezoned it, commercial, next day he was approached by a representative from CVS said, would you be interested in leasing that property to us on the corner? He said, well, I don't know. I'd have to pray about it. Ask the Lord. He's like, okay. And, and then he gave him a number. I think he said, we'll lease it for, and he, he gave him some terms. It was going to earn the church, you know, maybe a million dollars over a period of five years or something like that, or six years. And he said, would you, would you be willing to do that? He said, let me pray about it. He said, okay, I'll let you pray about it. So he calls me, he says, hey, someone, someone approached me today. Pray about this. I said, okay, I'll pray about it. I mean, he was, t- he was calling me all the time. The next day I get a phone call from pa- the pastor. Uh, he said, hey, uh, you've been praying about that? I said, yeah. He said, well, that guy from CVS just came back. The next day, guy from CVS came back and said, sir, uh, pastor, um, has the Lord told you anything? He said, sir, uh, he said, I just started praying about it. You got to give me time here. I got to hear from God. He said, well, he said, I just want to make sure you understand. He said, you know, he said, this is just me talking. But he said, if the Lord were to tell you. To lease this property to us for five years. At X amount of dollars. And at the end of that lease, sell that property to us. For $2 million. Then he said. If the Lord were to tell you that. He said I know. That I have it from a good source. That CVS would accept that. (laughs) If the Lord were to say that. (laughs) So I'll make a long story short. That church sold. A corner of their property. A corner of the property. That they paid one million. Nine and a half million dollars. They sold a corner of that property for two and a half million dollars. Plus, they collected on a five year lease. Are y'all hearing me? Making the building free and clear, and them with money in the bank. Now this isn't this is a story I heard on television. I pr- I prayed with this guy, by when he called me and told me that, I was like, go ahead. I said, let's go look for some property. <laughs> See, but that's 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 what we that's what we do sometimes. I know I'm going to exhaust every moment of time we have talking about this, and I didn't anticipate this, but that that's. Church, we can't have that mentality that says, Pastor, why don't you do that for us? No. you can, Listen, you got it in you. You've got it in you. It's time for you to break out. Amen. It's time for you to break out on the left, and it's time for you to break out on the right. It's time for you to break out in front, and it's time for you to break out in back. Glory to God. We're, I believe we're I believe we're living in a time when God wants to take and He wants to teach us these lessons in a way that will uh, that will accelerate the process because time is short, time is short, and so the the blessing of the Lord it does it makes rich and God adds no sorrow with now you say so why are you ta- why are you talking about finances because many of you struggle in your finances. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to prophesy over you. I declare that the least of your worries in the last days is going to be money. I declare that the least of your worries in the last days is going to be money. Because God's going to bless you to be able to. Now, here's here's what you can expect. You can expect God to elevate you to a point where you have no control. Where you're not in control of your future, where you're not in control of your raises or your promotions, where God promotes you like he did Debbie, he promoted Debbie into a job that she shouldn't have got. In fact, Annie, Annie, Annie told me, because Annie works for the state of Oklahoma, when Debbie started applying for this job, Debbie said, she'll never get it. In the natural, she'll never get it. I said, why? She don't qualify. I said, that don't matter. She, she said, it matters with the state of Oklahoma. You don't get a job in the state of Oklahoma and not qualify. I said, wait, Debbie said, Lord told her. She said, only way this would happen, she, this is what Annie said, only way this would happen is if God told her. Oh, yeah. Well, guess what? She got the job. She got the job. I told Annie, she got the job. She's like, had to be God. Oh, yeah. You don't do that in the state of Oklahoma. See, God, God, don't, God don't care what man's rules are. watching too much of that Johnny Depp thing. No, way. <laughs> Now we know who's watching. Uh, anyway, I watched two I watched two days of that. How sad. But anyhow, but entertaining. Boy, there are some characters in this world, aren't there? <laughs> But anyhow, Debbie worked that job for years. Well, when it came time to promote, she forgot the Lord had elevated her, which happens to us. She's like, director's leaving. I'm going to get that director's job. When it came time to get the director's job, she put in for it, submitted her resume. They came back. They said, you ain't getting no director's job. You don't even qualify for the job. You have. You have. Because she forgot the Lord elevated her to that job. She's getting, she's getting frustrated at that job too because the way she's being treated. And she's about to leave that job. I said, you gonna let the devil run you off from where God elevated you to? I said, if there ain't enough room in that office for you and the devil, then the devil's gotta leave. Oh, yeah. Here, here's, here's, what, here's what happened. He did leave. Yeah, yeah, he did leave. So Debbie... Debbie re- Debbie retired from a job she wasn't qualified to work. Getting paid money she wasn't qualified to earn. Retired from that job. After she retires from that job, she gets a call from Annie for another job in another agency. And they're paying her contract work. That's right. She's making big money. i Right now she's making big money part time. Yeah. She's she's top dog. Oh, yeah. Debbie's top dog. They they're doing whatever Debbie wants over there because they in trouble. Oh yeah, they're listening. And yeah. <laughs> but that's how the, that's what the blessing of the Lord will do. Listen, don't 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 let any of the rules that apply to everybody else bind you to man's way. Because God's rules overrule man's rules any day. And when God gets in his heart to elevate you and promote you and take you higher, it doesn't matter what the circumstances are. I don't care whether, I don't care whether someone has to vote on it, whether it has to be legislated, whatever. That, none of that matters to the Lord. It's, it's like, like like I said about taking God out of school. How are you going to take God out of schools when God's carried in the hearts of men? Now, the only way that works is if Christians start believing something that isn't the truth. If Christians believe that somehow or another God's kept out of school because you can't put the Ten Commandments on the wall. Because you can't hand out Bibles. Because you can't pray. Uh, corporately in the classroom led by a teacher. Here's the deal. You can pray all you want to. I prayed, I prayed all day every day in school uh, while I was still in school before I went into ministry. In fact, in my literature class, they were, they were going over Romeo and Juliet. This would have been my third time because I flunked twice. This would be, it would have been my third time doing Romeo and Juliet. I asked my lit teacher and she, she wasn't a Christian. She wasn't a believer. She's a literature teacher. <laughs> <clears throat> I said, I've already done Romeo and Juliet. Three. This will be my third time. I said, i tell you what, can I test out of it? Give me all the tests you have on Romeo and Juliet. If I pass the tests, can I read my Bible for the entire rest of this uh, semester? She said, yeah, you got a deal. I tested out. I made like a 98 average. Romeo and Juliet, I didn't even think I paid that much attention. <laughs> You understand? But the Spirit of God will bring to your remembrance. What you need? I tested out of Romeo and jo- I read my Bible and prayed in that class for an entire semester. And passed out of that semester with a 90-something. <laughs> and they kicked God out of school? Come on, y'all. Amen. I want to I encourage you with this. Uh, I, said, I said I was going to encourage you one last thing about 20 minutes ago. But I want to encourage you with this uh, statement. This, if we're going to have the supernatural, we have to expect the supernatural. Amen. If you're going to have supernatural increase, you got to start expecting it. You got to start expecting promotions. You got to start expecting that men are going to, men and God, God's going to favor you. And because God favors you, men are going to favor you. You, you got to begin to believe. That people are going to begin to look at you different. That they're going to begin to see you different. That the vibe that you throw off is going to be different. Amen. Amen. I knew the vibe was different on me when I walked into Mr. Uli's with fishing clothes and walked out with a custom-made suit. Oh yeah. when, the owner, when the owner pulled me aside and said, I want you to try this on. I'm in my fishing clothes, Rachel. I want you to try this on. You were with me, weren't you, Ted? And then I had Ted with me. Flip-flops. Cut-off shorts. The big old calves. (laughs) Fred Flintstone feet. When the owner of the most high-end clothing store in Oklahoma City pulls you aside and says, I want you to try something and you in your fishing clothes and you brown skinned. Go ahead man. I know some of you don't understand that part, but go ahead It's all right, I'm I'm not it's just what we live with. That's right. She's like, try this on. Like I seen out a pretty woman, 17 people telling me how good I looked. <laughs> but you know what? You you leave out of those situations elevated in your in your in your ideas of what God will do if okay. you if you'll believe his word, if you'll believe that he's with you, if you believe that he's blessed you to be a blessing. Now, you say, so you talked about that about money. How, what about spiritual stuff? That is spiritual stuff. Oh yeah, that's right. Because in the same way, when you walk into the hospital, you'll walk into a room and people will be like, you ever walked into a room in the hospital when you went to the hospital, Ayla, and people looked at you like, you don't know what the doctor said. And they want to hear you, but they're like, well, the doctor said, the doctor said. But I'll bet recently it's been changing. I bet recently there have been people looked at you and were like, she knows what she's talking about. You know why? When you start getting revelation and you start getting that out, when you start thinking like God thinks, when you start thinking on the blessing, now all of a sudden you go in there and people are like, wait a minute. They're like they were with Jesus. Remember what the people said about Jesus? They said, wait a minute. He's like one with authority. He's not like the Pharisees. He's talking like one who has authority. He's talking like someone who knows what he's talking about. You know, Ayla, they used to look at her like she didn't know what she was talking about. Now they're like, wait a minute, don't go yet. She's like, here, read these scriptures and they'd grab it like it's life. Thank you. Do you have any other recommendations? It's changed, has not it? See, It'll get it'll get even greater. Whoo shit boy, I'm feeling the anointing, right? Here. It'll get even greater as we begin to believe like we begin to believe like God thinks. We begin to believe like he says. We begin to function like he functions. When we begin to look at situations and circumstances and realize that we're we're dominating, we're not we're not competing, we dominate. We dominate, we're dominating, we're, dominating. we're taking authority, amen. Praise God. All right. Listen, uh, if this, listen, if this has gotten in your spirit here today, lift up your hands and thank God for it. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So I want you, I do, I really want you to trust God. I want you to live beyond what you're capable of doing yourself. Uh, If you're, if you know, if you're making uh, six figures, then God wants to take you to seven figures, but he don't want you to do it in the strength of your own might. If you're making, if you're making um, five figures, then uh, God wants to take you to six figures, but he don't want you to do it in the strength of your mind. He wants to show you how to get it done. Amen. <laughs> Some people are like, if you're making two figures, was that you, Lindsay? <laughs> if you're making two, God wants to take you higher. Way higher than two. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I mean, at that point, you're, you're, <laughs> I mean, you do better on the corner with a sign. <laughs> <laughs> praise God thank you Lord well lift up your hands stand up with me and let's pray Father we thank you I know I, know I took I took the whole time I, I, again I didn't intend to but we needed we must have needed it okay. praise the Lord Amen. praise the Lord can I, can I tell you something else and this okay. this is not necessarily connected it is connected but you won't you won't understand the connection um Maybe you won't I don't know, maybe you will, maybe you won't I don't know figure it out but I told y'all that um my mind has always been on, Lord, if we had more people, we could get your we could do your we could fulfill your purpose. If we had more people because the Lord's blessed us financially but if we had more people most pastors are like if we had the money we could do something for God we've been like well if we had more people we could do so much more to impact our world for the Lord because the Lord's blessed us big time financially know this my motive for t- telling y'all about finances is not for the I-, I know that if God blesses you if you're blessed then you'll bless God's kingdom the church will increase. If you increase, church increases. It's just the way that it is. Um, but my purpose for de- delivering this message today is to get it and so we get a better offering today. Most of the offerings for this week have already come in. <laughs> I mean, our offerings come in daily for our church. We don't just receive one offering on Sunday. People be sowing their, their offering, their tithe all week long. So that's the purpose for this because I want to see you walk in a greater measure of God's blessing in your life. Amen. Now, I don't want to, listen, you can dress, you can dress the same way if you want to, but some of you might have to change your appearance to change your mind. It's, it's, it's hard to dress homeless and think penthouse That's that's why we'll sometimes that's why sometimes it's like let's change the appearance. Let's let's start let's start looking in the mirror at something that appears more like what we're believing God for. Amen. <laughs> Amen. It's true. It's true. <laughs> clean old rust bucket you got. You know what I mean? Just clean up that old rust bucket you have because you have to keep if you get something nice you don't want to keep it clean there's something about that there's just something about that that helps in your mind but anyway so we I told the Lord uh, Lord if you if you send us more people we can get it done well then the Lord spoke to me and he said no you need me you don't need nobody else You can get it done with or without them. So you know what? I've had to change my thinking. I've had to think we can do, we can can impact the entire city with who we have. As long as we do what God tells us to do. Because it's not by might. It's not by power. But it's by his spirit. In fact, if we grew to a thousand, and didn't grow in spirit, in, in our understanding of the spirit, we're not going to make a greater impact. We're going to do more. We're going to be busier. We're not going to do more. So here's the vision that I got. i am told Sri this. I'm, th- th- this summer uh, for the outreaches, I'm, I think I'm going I'm to bring the message at the outreaches, and here's why. Because immediately the Lord gave me a picture Immediately, immediately, the Lord gave me a picture of us at the apartments. The Spirit of God hitting the apartments. People falling out in their apartments. People laying in the grass. And the entire apartment complex where we do these outreaches being arrested for the glory of God and revival breaking out. And our church going from what it is now to a thousand like that but not because we tried to grow and tried to grow to that, but because the Spirit of God fell now you say brother Ziggy could that happen and when the day of Pentecost was fully come they were all with one accord in one place and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a that's how it started that's how started. they were hundred and twenty and grew to three thousand in an afternoon And then one day when they went to the gay, beautiful. Oh, on, on one day. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. 5,000 were added in one day. 8,000 people in two services. You know what? I've never wanted to have a big church. So we can say we had a big church. In fact, I've never wanted a big church. I've only wanted to do the will of God but I do believe that we're about to be added to in that manner I told the testimony on the podcast I think it was Charles Finney Lord told him to go to a dance he's like I don't dance Lord Lord said go to that dance it was advertised community dance so he goes to the dance he's standing there a woman approaches him says will you dance with me He's like, I don't do anything unless I pray about it first. He knelt down in the middle of the dance floor and started praying. When he started praying, he heard the band clanking and the the whole band fell out under the power. Pretty soon, bodies start hitting the floor as people that were dancing start falling under the power of God. Until the whole place was arrested. He stood up, he preached the gospel to them. Everyone in the community got born again and revival broke out. One day. These are the things that the Lord showed me would be happening in the last days. These are the things I'm beginning to expect are going to happen at this church. <clears throat> I want you to believe with me that this summer that God's going to give us those kinds of encounters in our summer outreaches in the, at the apartments. And I want you to come ready. Come ready. <laughs> come, come dressed and Ready. Ready to do the will of God. I'm expect. I'm expecting for the news to be at the hospital and Ayla with the whatever the what do they call it? The, the, the drum major. The, the who's the guy in the the main dude in the marching marching band? The uh, huh? Yeah, dude has the yes has the main I'm seeing Ayla come out of there with one of those. A parade of people with hospital gowns opening up in the back, showing off their back. But Ayla with a parade of sick people coming out of the hospital, declaring the healing power of God. Messing up business for doctors all over the place. Revival. Expected. I I, I thought I was going to preach a message to you today about revival. It'll have to wait till next week. Uh, well, week after. Week after. You have to wait to the week after. Brother Ruben will be here next week. Brother Reuben will be here next week. How many of you appreciated Paul Trokel? Oh. Yeah, that brother, he's... All right, if you have a tithe, if you have an offering, you can bring it anytime. time. Uh, you text to give 77977, Winner's Church to 77977. Also, what's, what's this week? Week number 22. Supersede, so sow your supersede. Uh, trust the Lord. I receive that in the name of Jesus. Sow your, sow your seed. Eat your bread. Learn the difference. <laughs> Glory. And let's believe. Let's believe God for the greater. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Well, Father, we thank you. We praise you, Lord, for your word. We praise you for. Uh, the ability that you've given to us God to be able to give to you and Lord we thank you that like your word says that as we sow you cause your grace to abound toward us and your blessing I receive that and your blessing increases on us for the purpose of us To be a blessing to others. So, Father, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. You are good. Your mercy endures forever. In Jesus' name. Glory to God. Boy, I tell you, I have sensed the presence of God here today. Uh, Reach out and take a, a measure of that anointing right now. There's an anointing here for increase. Just receive it in the name of Jesus. I loose it to you. And I thank God for it. I thank God for it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. Well, listen. (laughs) You never know what you're going to get when you come to Winters Church. Is that right? Boy, I tell you. Uh, The Lord, he knows. I'm excited about tomorrow. Come join us tomorrow. We're going to have an outstanding time of fellowship and fun and food and maybe flying. I hope. And he's like, oh, I want you to fly. Yeah, no, I want to fly. I love it. Uh, food, fellowship, flying. Make sure if you're bringing someone with you or if you've, you're coming and we're not aware of you coming, that you let David Hilda know. Yeah, they're going to buy food right now for this. So they need to know if you're, I sent a text out to the Campbells, invited them to come. Uh, I, I didn't see that they texted me back. So uh, anyhow. I love you all. I appreciate you. I thank God for you. Go in his presence before you leave here. Love someone because you do. I will see many of you tomorrow. If not tomorrow, Wednesday. We are here Wednesday. Uh, We've been talking about the gifts and ministries of the Holy Spirit. Um, Maybe on Wednesday, I will share what... I thought I was going to be sharing this morning because it does go along with the gifts and ministries of the spirit. So come and come expecting and I will see many of you Wednesday. I love you guys. I appreciate you or tomorrow and I'll see many of you tomorrow and Wednesday. Uh, Go in his presence. I'll see you soon. Amen.